There's a rat in me kitchen. What am I going to do? There's a rat in me loft. What am I going to do? I'm going to heat that rat. That's not okay. Lyrics, this is this little song that Richie is performing for you right now, dear listeners, is a little taster of what you're going to get into the show that you're about to hear. It's a little bit shambolic, but trust me, it's worth it. So tomorrow we drop, we arrive, whatever the kids would say, we arrive, we drop on TikTok. It's been quite a build-up this week. Absolute Radio's TikTok account has been launched. Uh, we've said we want this hometime show. Uh, Bush and myself to be at the Vanguard. Uh, not a necessarily word that the TikTok community uh, knows straight off, but we want to be at the <laughs> yeah. Vanguard of Absolute Radio's TikTok. Uh, so we debut tomorrow. And, and so we have our social media guru, Alice, back on the phone. Remember, right at the beginning of this journey, we, we asked her if we could do this. She said yes, she's given it the green light. We've submitted our video to Alice a little bit earlier on. It's going to be uh, able to be seen tomorrow. It's getting mixed and everything. I think that's the technical phrase for it right now. Alice, you've had an initial look at the video that we filmed. What are your initial thoughts without giving anything away? Speechless, to be honest. <laughs> excellent. I'll take that as being excellent. <laughs> you set us the goal of uh, tens of thousands... Well, I think you said as long as it's into tens of thousands of views, yeah. you felt that that defined viral. Yeah, I think that would be an admirable achievement for us. And do you know what? In all fairness, it is a very good idea. Thank you. Well, I feel like what we've done is we've mixed uh, our love of food, which we love on this show, and snacking whilst the songs are on, and what we sense from our brilliant hometown listeners' uh, intel during the week, other people who are also already on TikTok, uh, that people like a good behind-the-scenes video. So we've kind of smashed those two ideas together. Yeah, hashtag BTS, as the kids like to say, hashtag behind-the-scenes. Oh. Didn't even know that was a thing. I thought that was a Korean band, but That's there you go. That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It is that as well. <laughs> okay, that's fine. We'll cross the streams a bit there. Uh, so it, it it drops, is that what they'd say as well? It drops tomorrow? Yeah, we drop it, we post it. Okay. Alice, no offence, but I'm sensing a slight lack of excitement from you on this. <laughs> We're doing this for you. No, no, I'm very excited. I think the apprehension is coming through in my voice, obviously. But um, we've, we've got this. It's a good idea. I love it. Okay. Watch this space, our first ever hometown TikTok as Richie said, drops tomorrow. She seems overall fairly happy with uh, the video we've sent her of, which is, we're not going to reveal it now, it's going to be out tomorrow, You'll be able to see it for yourselves tomorrow, but overall the vibe is a, a, a heady mixture of behind the scenes in a radio studio fun and chocolate Chocolate play. <laughs> that That's sounds it. really wrong. <laughs> but what there, it is. There, it's what it is. You're quite right. And, and there are vibes of excitement. You guys seem excited as well. Still plenty of you uh, coming forward and saying, yeah, I'm up for this TikTok business. Uh, in fact, Kate is hanging on. Hometime listener Kate. So, Kate, what are you? I am a drive instructor and I have a TikTok. I started it in lockdown just doing driving test tips. Obviously, it's to keep myself occupied. Um, and one of my videos had like 110,000 views. Wow. wow. Kind of kicked off. So you um, kicked off. Tell, yeah. Give us one example of one thing that you, you do, like one of your tips then that went well. Uh, one of my tips was literally, it sounds really funny, I literally just said, the examiners are not aliens, they're just like me and you, and just drive. It's literally just one of my test tips. Um, chewing like gum it. is a really good one as well. Uh, I've got one for you. Uh, mirror signal manoeuvre. That's a good one. Absolutely perfect. That'll catch on if people use that. <laughs> yeah, often. what a great little rhyme that could be. Going back to the chewing gum one, is chewing gum like bad yeah. when you're taking your test or all right, like calming? Oh, 
it's absolutely brilliant. Um, I, actually, I've got a couple of pupils that I have a packet of uh, chewing gum in the um, console, and I'm like, really, you know, chew that gum because it's something else to keep your mind occupied. And also having the radio on. Not a lot of people know that you can have the radio on really, really quiet in the background. So get absolute radio on in the background and you're laughing. I was yes. about to say, a very interesting piece of research that uh, we did recently. 100% of people that did their driving tests listening to Home Time with Bush and Ritchie passed. 100%. Oh, uh, exactly, yeah. But I've heard those statistics as well, yeah. But, I mean, we don't want to get into it here, but apparently if you did have Leona's show on during the No Repeat Guarantee, those numbers are down quite considerably. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Thank you, Kate. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So here's a question for anyone listening right now. Do you ever, uh, you know, have an evening or a day or whatever, you mind your own business, and then it suddenly dawns on you that a friend of yours is doing something unusual or or behaving strangely? This is what happened to me last night. Uh, We all went as a team after work for a a couple of shandies after the show. Did indeed. Very nice. It was lovely. Getting back to normal a little bit with the rest of the office, and we were all stood out on this lovely summer's night uh, in the West End of London, all stood in a circle outside the pub, all the beer on the go. I was just chatting away, catching up with people and all that kind of thing. And my eyes kind of scanned left for like for a brief moment. I wasn't in the conversation. I was just kind of watching what people were up to. And I noticed Richie seemed to be a little bit higher up than normal as he was stood. And I thought, what's going on down there? My eyes panned downwards. And if you follow me on Twitter at Bush on the radio, I videoed this so you can see it. And we'll try and retweet it on Absolute Radio's one as well. My eyes panned down and Richie was stood on top of a traffic cone. He was stood on a cone. <laughs> It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It was almost like you were playing your own little game of Flora's Lava because your your feet were planted on the actual cone. And I thought, we, we need to get... We haven't seen each other since because I had to finish up a drink and get on my bike and go. But uh, do you want to clarify what on earth you were playing now, Richie? The cone was in the way. Like you said, we were all stood in a circle, all talking, all chatting. I stood there with my pint of Guinness and the cone was exactly where... If I was going to stand in a true circle, the cone was where I right. needed to stand. So either I had had to move out of the conversation and go and be like some kind of Billy No Mates or stand on the cone and... I thought, well, I'll, I'll just stand on this because it was the right height. The, the, the cone itself then fitted nicely between my legs and didn't disturb anything. It, I didn't feel like it was a problem for anyone. Well, do you know what? I mean, obviously, probably the, the initial reaction would be, let's just let's just move the cone over a little bit, unless it is concrete <laughs> down there or somewhere. But the amount... Because I, I put it on Twitter last night, the amount of people who are asking where the top of the cone is, because obviously from that angle, it don't look that flattering, that's for sure. <laughs> We'll say it once, we'll say it again, we've said it before, one big family on this show, us and you, one big family here on Home Time, and uh, we share our lives on this show on a daily basis, and we, we appreciate and we trust your advice, so that's why we just wanted to borrow your ears uh, for the next 15 to 20 minutes or so, and just uh, ask for your advice on something. Let me explain. Uh, we've got a big uh, radio station photo shoot uh, next week, mm. Wednesday of next week, and these are the photos that uh, would be used on uh, the website, or for press, or if we go on the run or something like that. Do you know what I mean? And, and it happens very rarely because it's quite a big event. So they get you in, a proper photographer takes photos of, say, me and Richie, and then that'll be our photos. That'll be it for about three or four years. So if you look at Richie's current photo, <laughs> he looks now like he does now because he's lost a load of weight since he last had them done. It was ages ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, we've got to, we've got to live uh, probably on average for three years with, with whatever happens next <laughs> Wednesday. So it's a big thing, um, uh, and we were looking at our 
ourselves in the mirror the other day and uh, in the lift on the way up to do the show. And we kind of felt that we both looked a bit pasty. Me in particular, I feel quite... Like, I've got no colour in my cheeks and I've got my hair's gone a bit crazy. I look like that lad that went on Blue Peter in a velvet waistcoat to do antiques back in the 80s. And I thought... We, we got thinking when we were stood there having our Guinness last night that we alluded to a bit earlier on, we need a bit of colour. We want to look good for these photos. So we ended up with a harebrained scheme that we came up with whilst we were having a few beers last night. And the idea is, what if we got ourselves a spray tan? Yes! Yes! What about that? <laughs> um, so, have you ever had a spray tan? Because I've never had a spray tan. I've never had a spray tan in my life. Um, what is the... Um, what are the things that we need to know about? Because, obviously... I, I know, for example, that like the Strictly contestants have them before every single week on Strictly, um, yep. so it can make people look at their sharpest. But then, equally, I've seen plenty of images of spray tans gone wrong. And we go back to what you were just uh, saying, Bush. These are images that we've got to live with for three years. I, I don't want to don't end up being like someone that's been kicked out of the Bridgewater Carnival. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and it's fine margins, isn't it? I mean, how do they... Like, I've never had any form of tan like that before. How do you know what tone you're getting? Do they give you a book that's like the Dulux colour chart? Literally. How do we know what we're getting into here? Literally don't know. Um, and also, another question to be asked. This shoot is on Wednesday. If we do go ahead and do this and you lot think this is a good idea, when do we get it done? Yeah, because has it got a, like... Set, you know, like when you, you get a wall. <laughs> Has it got to set? You let it set. Not plaster. <laughs> oh, this is it. We, we've got no information, so we're genuinely hand on heart this evening on this show. If you've you've had one of these, you know anything about spray tans, or you've got any advice to impart to Richie and I, we'd love to hear about it. Uh, so we are properly asking for your advice this evening uh, on home time. We've got a big photo shoot next week for the radio station. A load of photos are going to be taken that are going to be stuck with us for ages. Uh, Richie and I have been thinking maybe we get a spray tan because we haven't been abroad in years and we look a bit pasty. If you've got any intel on spray tans or what it's like or what we need to do, then please get in touch. Jamie, you're not helping. Says I'm getting mental images of the cuprinol, quick-drying, wood-stained, wooden oh, no. bloke from those adverts. Thanks for that. Gen genuine question, though, right, for people who who'd get this kind of stuff done, right? Is there a chart? You must have to pick a colour. Like, maybe, maybe Richie, will, Richie will go for, like, Midnight Mocha and I'll have uh, morning caramel. Or so. Is that how it works? <laughs> there has to be. I've, I've seen my wife sort of, like, you know bits when she does her hair and and that's that's always got sort of like colour charts and all that kind of thing uh, uh, Tracy in Paynton says guys have not seen a Oompa Loompa in years <laughs> go for it thanks very much and someone says Bush and Richie ask yourselves do you want to look like Dave Dickinson off the antiques thingy <laughs> alright mate Craig says guys you look sound don't do it it rarely turns out good I saw lots coming on holiday when I lived there to Gran Canaria with them it's awful why, why would you get a spray tan if you're going on holiday abroad? I guess, I guess some people are concerned that they want to look tanned the first time they get on the bed. It's a different world, this, isn't it? We're getting ourselves into a TikTok one minute, spray tans the next. What's happening to us? Uh, this text says, spray tan, I used to do them and train students. Ooh. If you are both pale, have an 8% one so it's not too dark. I mean, that sounds really, sounds really... Sounds like a lager. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't shave just before as you need your pores to close. Don't wear deodorant as you'll turn green. Whoa, 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 whoa. What simple bit of deodorant to turn you green? There's so many pitfalls to this thing. That's the problem, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Helen says, again, a lot of people presenting us with potential, you know, warnings. Guys, if you do decide on the full body tan, invest in some brown sheets and duvet covers because your bedding will be brown in the morning. 
What about that? Explain that to everyone in the family. Wonderful. Right, OK. Well, I, I've heard a lot of warnings. I haven't heard anything to stop us just yet. Have you? No, not. I'm still up for it, if you are. Good. Oh, some of these texts coming in are hilarious. This one says, Hi, guys. I'm a good example of when spray tans go bad. I had a wedding to go to with the ex, did a home spray tan from one of the spray tan cans, but I only did my face. I ended up with the centre of my face browner than the sides of my face. Not only did my whole family pick up on this issue, but in the church there was a song we had to sing with the words, The Kingly Glow, and everyone then turned around in the church and looked at me. Wow. I love it. Uh, That does pose the question, like, do we get someone to do it for us or do we do it ourselves? I think actually I can answer that question before anyone else does. Uh, Kaz, what do we need to know? Okay, so I've had a couple of fake tans before. Um, you either need to wear a paper thong or just nothing oh at all. <laughs> right. Where, where do you even get... You how do I get a paper thong? Hat. Like, do you make your own thing? Like, when you write on your granddad, you submit your hat? Um, you might be able to. Um, you can... Um, they normally give you um, paper knickers if you'd like them. Right. Or you can just sort of go, you know, there. Bear? Oh, my word. Yeah. This is an absolute radio photo shoot, not a Playboy. Well, to get, to get your spray tan, you, you need to go bare. OK, right, sorry. OK, yes. okay. and then yeah. is there anything we need to do to prep ourselves ahead of the procedure? Primer. Yes, you, need, you, need to, you need to exfoliate well to make sure you do um, your, your knees, your elbows, all the dry areas, and then make sure that you really moisturise well. About 24 hours beforehand and you'll be fine. Great. Okay. I don't think I've I've ever exfoliated in my entire life. I don't know what it means. You're kidding me. I've got exfoliating mitts. I heard that rumour. Yeah, that's what you need. So you'll be you'll be you'll be smashing. Bush, pop yourself down to Superdrug, get some exfoliating mitts, probably cost you no more than two quid. (laughs) This has spiralled out of control already, Kaz, I can tell you that for now. Good intel, Kaz. Thank you very much. We're just not so keen on the paper thongs. Now, we did give you five, ten minutes warning. If you're eating, you might want to um, stop eating right now. I need to share with you uh, that I have got rats in my loft. (laughs) Uh, Which is the B-side to uh, UB40's uh, Rat in My Kitchen. Uh, yeah. They should have done that, shouldn't they? That would have been a really good follow-up. <laughs> oh, it's grim, Bush. It's really, really grim. Um, pest controller came round oh. to uh, have a look at the loft a couple of days ago now and uh, came down and informed us that a, a family, a family wow. of rats family. have moved have moved in uh, into the loft. Um, there's been Scratchy little noises, I must say, for months now uh, that you can hear sometimes at night. It doesn't really bother me, but it's bothered my wife uh, to the extent that she snapped on Monday and uh, got the pest control around and uh, to investigate, and that's what's going on up there. A family of rats. So it's it's a strange feeling to feel like you're sharing the house with them. 
you know what? The, the interesting thing about this is, and I hope I'm not giving anything away here by saying this, but um, I remember when you got the text from your other half, Natalie, that she'd booked in the pest control person. And you you, you seemed to intimate to myself and producer Adem that there was nothing to worry about and there was nothing to find up there. <laughs> a bit of a climb down going on, That's huh? certainly certainly what I thought was, was the case. <laughs> it has been quite an about turn. So, uh, so yeah, I... Uh, um, I think they're moving out soon uh, is, is probably the best way to, to, to caveat the whole thing. But right. whilst, whilst, they, whilst they are sharing the house uh, with us, I, I thought it might be a, a question to ask. What is the, the strangest yeah. thing you have had to share your house with? Uh, and I would just say right now, please don't even start by replying your other half. They will. You know they will. You know what this is. But let's get that out of the way right away now. Just just to, just to mix it up a little bit. My yep. mum and dad were uh, hostages in their own house for years because they had a, a nest of seagulls oh. living on their roof in Brixham and Devon. And wow. every time my dad used to go out and get the milk or go to the car, they used to dive bombing. It was unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> See, that goes... John in Surrey says, over 2,000 big flies and a family of squirrels on the roof. I assume the flies came because of one of the squirrels, uh, but we'll never know. The fly stayed for two weeks. We had to use a bug smoke bomb every day and hoovered hundreds up. It was awful. That sounds wow, so that's like grim. the Amateurville Horror or something, isn't it? Uh, this tweet says, We thought we had a rat in the loft. So noisy as if it was wearing 18 eyelet Dr Martins. The pest control people came out. After a few more days, it was obvious it was a squirrel with a cast iron stomach. Oh, do you know what? Squirrels are. Squirrels get like, um, in terms of PR, they've got good PR and they all think, oh, cute squirrels like mm. jumping around parks and hanging out with people. But they're actually little so and sos, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? They're like, they, they kind of do bad stuff but blame it on the rats. You You're know what spot I mean? on, spot on. They've had fantastic PR and we've been sucked in by it all. What 100%. is the strangest thing you've had to share your house with? Barry, what was it for you? So we, we lived in South Africa about 11 years ago and we had an iguana. Oh, a great big lizard <laughs> yep. that lived up in the in the roof, in the loft space. Now, and without being ignorant, happen. Barry, how much of an inconvenience is, is living with an iguana? Um, when it's noisy and it's sort of dragging itself around the roof, and as I said, it was about four feet long. And it wow, you should have put your head out the window and said, pick your feet up, you lazy <laughs> so-and-so. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then it would go and swim in the pool. Oh, right, <laughs> OK. It would sun itself and then go and swim in the pool. God, this is unbelievable, isn't it? So it no, no, I, absolutely. So it swims in the pool, but then also decides when it's coming in, it, it just shuffles around in the loft. It does. It, and I think it used to just climb up one of the walls on the outside, back where it had a space into the, into the loft space. Well, this sounds like something that you don't get rid of. It seems like you have to go and have a word with it or something, to be honest with you. Like, no, talk, no. It, talk it down. No, 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 no. You give it a name and you let it use the pool. I'm no, grateful no, for just, the rats, just, Barry. You know what? Stick with that. Well, actually, the iguana might have... No, they don't eat rats, do they? No. <laughs> don't try and sell him an iguana, please, Barry. Don't try and sell him an iguana. <laughs> forward to heading off home, having a lovely family dinner and uh, the sound of rats pattering around in the loft upstairs. <laughs> what is the strangest thing that you've had to share a house with? Uh, Helena is on the line. Helena, what have you shared your house with? Um, I had a Roman skeleton in my house. <laughs> um, wow. It sounds a bit weird when I tell people, um, but I work for an archaeology company. <laughs> ah, okay. But but my my question to you would be: Do you bring your work home? Is that what happens with archaeology? Whatever you find, you then put in your bag and take back on the bus. Um, no, we usually keep it. 
we've been working from home over lockdown because when we dig- I think the skeleton's on the other line. <laughs> <laughs> the skeleton's using the dial-up broadband. <laughs> And at Helena's house. <laughs> That's it. If, if what she said is correct, archaeology these days, then you have to work from home. Like You wouldn't have expected archaeologists to have to work from home. Do you know what I mean? But uh, it seems like they do. But if, if I, I don't know whether Helena can still hear us, but if she's got her own garden, then she can go and archaeologise in the garden. My garden's not very far for it. <laughs> Skeleton's so still do they give you? But, um... Do they give you like a big like load of soil and then you take it home and then you do that from home? That's your bit of working from home? Um, well, I'm the archivist, so I do the processing after they work from home. We didn't do, but because of lockdown, it's um, we can take the stuff home if we need to. Wow. Wow. I, I mean, I, one of my favourite TV or movies of all time was Jason and the Argonauts, when all the skeletons come back to life and start fighting. And that would, that would be in the back of my mind, even when I'm getting in bed at night time, if you've got a Roman skeleton downstairs. There's always that <laughs> chance, isn't there? It's a little bit creepy, yeah. <laughs> It's a little bit weird. Usually it's just bits of pottery, bits of flint. Um, so that's not as bad. But um, with the skeletons, it's a little bit more unusual. Thank you, Helena. Once again, I say, I'm going to stick with me family of rats. <laughs> Thank you. What a show that was. But don't worry. I'm sure you're all asking the same question and we've been leaving you hanging for 24 hours unless you have literally gone on to the next episode of the Hometime Podcast. Bush, tell us, what's your favourite cheesecake? Do you know what? I've been thinking about this long and hard. I don't think I know any cheesecakes. Did you have them in your mind, like different types? I just well, know a, a cheesecake. Lemon I'd go to as a straight off. Very traditional, oh, yes. you know, tart citron. Um, what other cheesecakes are out there, though? Key Lime. Lemon. New York. New York. That's whoa, the whoa, whoa, producer. What's he doing piping up? Uh, he actually, I'll deactivate yeah, him. Yeah, get him off. Yeah. Get him off. Um, salted caramel, chocolate. Banoffee. Right, that's, this is ridiculous. This is, uh, this is uh, an ambush. This is a cheesecake ambush. <laughs> <laughs>